Hello, this is Andy, and you're listening to Federal Andy. Hello, friends. Happy Cinco de Mayo. If you are celebrating tonight, please do so in moderation and don't drive. I am a little late in recording this because I did buy a new microphone and it arrived and it doesn't work. (laughs) I thought, If I buy an expensive microphone and it says in the information that it's going to work on the devices that I need it to work on, by gosh, surely it'll work, right? Mm, No. No, it doesn't. So I don't know. I tried to connect it to my phone and it wouldn't power up at all. Apparently, I need a different cable, even though supposedly comes with all the cables and adapters you need. None of them work. So I tried it in my laptop and the power came on on the mic, but it wasn't recording anything. So I don't know. Maybe it's something in the browser, they said. I looked at all the literature, of course, and I made sure that my browser wasn't blocking the microphone and I made sure permissions were set and drivers were updated and all of that just isn't working. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just not a technological. Well, (laughs) I know I'm not technologically inclined, but uh, when it's plug and play, to me, that means you plug it in and you turn it on and it works. And uh uh doesn't do it. So I'm going to have to fool with it some more. So I'm using my one of the old mics, which is the one that crackles. And I can't tell if it's crackling until I go through and edit. And at that point, it's too late. So if this is crackling, I am sorry. I am making sure not to move it around. This is also the one where the volume goes up and down and up and down. And I have no control over that either. So anyway, we'll see what happens. Episode 163, Two Laws in Two Red States to Worry About. So, you know how the Republican Party tells us that they are the party that is protecting our rights and our freedoms? In this episode, I just want to share two examples of how the Republican Party are working hard to protect our rights, specifically the rights of people in just two states. They're both red states. Let's talk about Texas first. Texas Senate has uh, passed a bill that will allow the Secretary of State to overturn the elections in Harris County, just Harris County. Why Harris County, you might ask? 
Well, let me tell you the reason why is because Harris County is the state's largest county. And in recent years, it has become a more democratic county. Not as red as it used to be. It's turning more blue. And they just can't have that in Texas, you know? Having the choice to choose the political party affiliation that you want based on your beliefs and your interests for the country and for your family and for yourself is not democratic, according to Texas Republicans. It's true. So the Texas legislature, which of course is red, 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 is advancing a bill that is going to allow the Secretary of State, which of course would be a Republican, to basically redo the elections down in Harris County. And uh, the reason for that is during the midterm elections last November, there were a lot of Democratic candidates that did pretty well. Oh my gosh, we can't have that in Texas, can we? So uh, the Republican-controlled Senate this past Tuesday passed uh, the bill and has sent it to the state house. And uh, if the house goes along with it, uh, it sounds like Governor Abbott is more than happy to sign the bill. If it is enacted, it will allow the Secretary of the State to toss out the election results for Harris County. Just Harris County, though. Just, just the one county. And call for a new vote if the Secretary of State feels that there is good cause to believe that at least 2% of the polling places ran out of usable ballots during voting hours. And in order to appear to not be discriminatory, the bill is only going to apply to counties in Texas that have populations greater than 2.7 million people, which is singularly Harris County. How convenient. How very convenient. Harris County, of course, is the home to Houston, which is the largest city in the state of Texas and is the, what, number fourth largest city in the United States? I think it's number four. It's way up there near the top, that's for certain. And, uh, Population in uh, the uh, in the area, the Houston area, is about five million people, and that's I guess the Houston um, metro, which is a pretty big area, depending on who you're talking to. Some people add cities or little towns where others might not, but five million, so it's a pretty decent sized um, uh, area. So there's been a little bit of, of, of static between the Harris County people uh, and the, um, I guess it's the Harris County Republican Party and the county itself. 
because the um, last year's election, there were Republicans um, challenged the the losses in that in that county and called for the election to be redone. And during the election, uh, there was a kind of a legal battle that came up, um, whether or not they should extend the voting hours in some of the polling places, because there were locations that had issues, including ballot paper shortages and, and late openings. And at the time, there were people that had worked in these polling places for years that said they could tell when the supplies were delivered they didn't get as many as they normally would. And apparently they have some sort of a special ballot paper that works in their machines or something. At the time, it seemed kind of fishy to me. I remember thinking, how could that possibly be? And I recall that there were several people at these polling places that would call the powers that be early in the in the morning when they realized they did not have the supplies that they needed to get through the entire day. And they said, we need, you know, we need paper. And they'd say, okay, we'll see what we can do. And nothing ever happened. And eventually they kept calling back and calling back. And then they finally got to the point where they didn't even answer the phone, which makes you kind of think it's intentional rather than just an oversight, just, uh, just an accident. Somebody messed up or it's a new person they didn't understand or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, the whole thing seems really fishy. And in order to solve this problem, rather than passing some sort of a bill that says supplies will be at least as much as they had during the last election, plus whatever if the county's grown, something like that would be, seemed, seems like that would be more logical, but to just pick this one county and say, the Secretary of State can just wipe out that vote completely and order a new one. That just seems ripe for, um, you want to talk about election rigging? So apparently um, an assessment was performed by the Harris County Election Administrative Office or Administration Office, and they were not able to conclude whether shortages of this special paper at some of the polling places um, actually resulted in voters being turned away. But at the time, there were polling people working in these polling places saying, yeah, people, don't, they're, we don't, they, they're here to vote. We can't, we can't let them vote because we don't have the paper and they have to go back to work. So indeed, people did leave. But if it was in a blue area, eh, who cares, right? Yeah, we don't really want... Democrats to vote. We just want Republicans to be able to vote. So, um, the whole thing just stinks. It just, it stinks to me. And, um, I'm not sure that this is the way that you would really want to go about it to fix the problem. Um, 
the uh, Texas Secretary of State's office did an audit of the 2020 election. And uh, um, it took place, of course, at the height of the COVID pandemic. And it found that Harris County had very serious issues in its handling of electronic media, but it didn't find any evidence of fraud or intentional disenfranchisement of voters in the area. Although I, I'm, I'm certain, I, I clearly and succinctly remember people complaining online that they had been standing in line to vote at their polling place forever. I remember that they reported that there were failures with some of the equipment at some of the polling places. And, you know, strangely enough, it was in areas that probably would have minorities voting. Just a coincidence, I'm sure. So anyway, that's uh, what's going on in Texas. And uh, I'm sure that Governor Abbott will be delighted to sign that. And um, I guess we'll see what happens, huh? And uh, as if that isn't bad enough, down in Georgia, which another is another red state that's beginning to kind of lean blue, actually. They have two senators that are blue. The governor down there in Georgia is, uh, of course, uh, Brian Kemp, and he's a Republican, and he's a snake. There's no doubt about it. He's a snake. He is uh, crooked. And um, he has now signed legislation as of today that will create an oversight commission in Georgia that has the power to remove local prosecutors and district attorneys from their jobs. The Democrats down there in Georgia are not happy with this, of course, because this uh, legislation that they just signed would include a district attorney in Fulton County, which is Atlanta, which is Atlanta is the biggest uh, metropolitan area in Georgia, of course, just like Houston is. And the metropolitan areas usually do tend to lean more toward blue. But of course, um, the DA I'm talking about is Fonnie Willis, who is uh, right now wondering uh, if uh, she has enough evidence to levy charges against uh, former President Donald Trump. Because we all have heard the recording and we've all heard about the things that he did uh, trying to get Georgia to basically overturn the election results in the state in the 2020 election and plug in 11,000 whatever votes to make him the winner. And Republicans don't like that. So now they've just decided, huh, you know, this is something we ought to do. We ought to just form a commission. And if we have a prosecutor that is out of control or investigating Republicans, we'll just get rid of them. You know, if they want to 
investigate Democrats. <laughs> we'll let them have at it. What the heck? It's been a few years since Bill and Hillary Clinton have been investigated. Oh, but they can investigate Biden's, the whole Biden family, you know? We'll ignore the Trump family and the slew of suspicious things that have happened in Trump world. We'll just completely ignore that because he's a Republican. Yeah. So much for being patriotic. So the, uh, the measure is known as SB 92. And um, Governor Kemp's office said that uh, this is going to uh, create an oversight mechanism for district attorneys and solicitors general across Georgia to ensure accountability in upholding constitution and statutory duties. So, um, yeah. And, uh, the, of course, the GOP controls the legislature in Georgia, and uh, that bill passed earlier this year along party lines, for the most part, as you would expect. Democrats have expressed concerns that um, commissioners on this um, oversight commission uh, could remove local prosecutors unnecessarily and without cause just because, uh, oh, they're investigating somebody. You know, well, we can't have them investigating Governor Kemp. He's a Republican. We can't have them investigating uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene because she's a Republican. So we'll just remove them. So anyway, Fonnie Willis is going to announce sometime this, I think, early summer, probably, whether she's going to bring charges against Trump or his allies for the attempts that we've already heard all about from the January 6th uh, investigation, the televised hearings. We know who was involved and what was said and what they tried to do. We've heard the recordings. And... Um, this is uh, this is kind of a dangerous thing to undo decisions that are made by voters because these these district attorneys these prosecutors are voted in by <laughs> by their constituents by the people and this is just a way of overriding what the people want and that's not democracy folks in case it sounds like it's it's kind of stinky it is stinky, both of these things, the thing in Texas and the thing in Georgia. And you can be sure there are other red states that are looking at these for ideas. And these things stink like fish that's been laid out on the counter for a week and just kind of left there. It's rank. And the Republicans are talking about how the Democrats are the party of uh, taking away your rights, taking away your freedoms. Really? I am seeing one party that is, is actually becoming anti-democratic. They're actually becoming fascist. They threw a fit when uh, President Biden said that the Republicans were becoming semi-fascist. What do you call this? Democracy? 
No, this is not democracy. Democracy is when the people vote, everybody gets one vote, and whoever wins the most votes wins. But we've got the Electoral College, which needs to be, we need to get rid of that. But the Republicans don't want to do that because that's the only way that they win because most of the time, Republicans do not get the popular vote. Most of the time, they don't. Oh, they do in their little red states where they've gerrymandered all the districts and everything. But uh, America at large is not in agreement with the Republican platform, which is why the Republicans have to do stuff like this and lie and cheat and steal. So, um, anyway, it's just, it's really amazing. Um, and Fonnie Willis uh, discussed uh, this before the Judiciary Committee in the Georgia Senate earlier this year. And she said that she felt like this bill was racist and retaliatory. And her comment was, quote, this bill was never deemed necessary until a historic thing happened in 2020. And let's just talk about it and tell the truth. End quote. And she said that in 2020, Georgia went from having five minority district attorneys to 14. So they don't like that. They don't like that. They don't like black people. The Republicans don't like black people because more often than not, Black people are Democrats, and uh, that doesn't bode well for Republicans maintaining power. And at this point, Republicans are absolutely desperate to maintain power any way that they can. And that includes changing laws to give them power that they really shouldn't have or don't need. And this is just this is just two examples, and um, this should concern every American, even Republicans, because when you have a party that is doing things like this, they're out of control, and they're not going to respond to criticism from you, even if you're a Republican. They won't do it. So this new commission is going to convene uh, before July 1st or on July 1st and is uh, supposed to put forth rules and regulations no later than October the 1st of this year. Under the law, the commission will not be able to receive complaints prior to October the 1st and will not be able to receive complaints about misconduct that happened before that date unless it is related to, quote, a continuous pattern of conduct that continues beyond that date, end quote. So that would make you think on the surface that Fonnie Willis is safe with the Trump decision. But, you know, I don't trust Republicans as far as I could pick up the Statue of Liberty and move it single-handedly. That's how far I would trust Republicans. Keep in mind that the Republicans are beginning to change laws in the states that they control 
to accommodate their needs, their party's needs, not the needs of the citizens, not the needs of the American people, the needs of the Republicans in charge in those states. And the, this is just an example of two laws in two states where the Republicans have just changed the law to accommodate some need of theirs. But there are more. Ron DeSantis in Florida, the legislature in Florida, also controlled by the Republicans, just undid a Florida law that said if the governor of Florida wants to run for another office, like the Senate or president, they have to resign as governor. Well, apparently DeSantis doesn't really want to do that. I guess he figures, honestly, his chances of winning are not very good. So he didn't want to resign as governor. He wants to travel around and campaign on the Florida taxpayers' nickel and dime and quarter and $100 bill. And if he loses, he wants to stay governor. And they've also made changes to his travel schedule where the transparency that used to be there isn't there anymore because they don't want uh, the people of Florida who are dealing with floods and poor water quality and skyrocketing homeowner insurance premiums and flood insurance premiums which are now becoming mandatory. Uh, Governor DeSantis doesn't want to be bothered with any of that stuff because he's not affected by any of that. He's running for president. He can't be bothered with that stuff. When Fort Lauderdale flooded, his, and his absolutely historic flood, where was Governor DeSantis? Nowhere to be found. I don't even think he's visited Fort Lauderdale yet. He doesn't care. Insurance in Florida for homeowners is becoming almost impossible to, to get. A lot of insurance companies have left the state of Florida. So Florida had to come up with its own state homeowners insurance company. I think it's called Citizens Insurance or something like that. And it's there because, well, you know, you have to have insurance, but the premiums are skyrocketing and they're going to require that everybody in Florida now, everybody that has insurance through this state insurance company, everybody now has to have flood insurance as well. And I've read that the premiums for flood insurance are going to double or triple or quadruple in some instances. So there's a lot of problems down there in Florida, but your governor is AWOL, absent without leave because he wants to be president and he can't be bothered with these little trivial things. Oh, he'll attack Disney 
because Disney had the nerve to express their First Amendment rights to let everybody know that they thought what Governor DeSantis and the Republicans in the state of Florida were doing with the Don't Say Gay bill was uh, wrong. And you can't have that. Can't have that. Fortunately, from what I'm hearing, people outside of the state of Florida aren't as enamored with Governor DeSantis as Floridians are. Comments from some of the folks over, I think he was in Europe recently. Yeah. Wanted to show everybody what a great person he could be on the international stage, and he made a fool out of himself. If you saw the little bobble-headed comment where his head started bobbling up and down, <laughs> something seriously wrong with that man. He's a narcissist. He has a real, real thin skin. But they said he's boring. He doesn't have much of a personality. He doesn't seem to be very uh, empathetic toward people and their needs. And they were just kind of like, yawn. So, fail, Governor DeSantis, fail. And rightfully so. And hopefully the people in Florida will wake the heck up and boot your sorry, short, fat butt out of office the next time that they possibly can. And I don't think the people in the United States are going to be stupid enough to vote for you. I really don't. Because most people don't like what they're seeing down in Florida. With that, I am going to let you go listen to another podcast or whatever. And I'm going to go figure out what else I have to get for this other microphone. See if I can get it to work. Or maybe I might just box the whole thing back up and send it right on back and say, forget it. Anyway, yeah, I'm a little frustrated. like to get on down the road and do other things, and I keep having equipment problems. And I didn't realize podcasting was supposed to be difficult. I thought it was supposed to be pretty easy. You just, you know, download software on your phone or on your laptop or whatever and just do it. And it just miraculously happens, and that's not really the way it is. Hadn't been for me anyway. So I hope you have a great day, great weekend coming up. The next podcast scheduled will be for tomorrow if I can find something that will actually work that will allow me to do it. Thank you for your time. Thank you for listening. I would be grateful to you if you'd subscribe and share this podcast to let your friends and family know about it. You can also find me on Twitter at FederalAndy. And I'd be really grateful if you would follow me. I usually follow back. Be happy, safe, and healthy. And I'll hopefully be talking to you again next week. Mm -hmm.